Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Kim Hamer. Kim, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you, Amy. I am absolutely delighted to be here. I'm very excited. Well, you are now an international number one podcaster. <laughs> yes, I think that was a bit of a team effort. Um, it's been it's been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster, and and you've been involved uh, along the way. Amy. So yes, it's been an exciting ride. Well, you were already podcasting before we met and you already had your first series out. And then your second series, you launched with a big bang at the building brand new. It's all taken a very different direction. And how has podcasting changed your your perspective on, on your business and your brand? Oh, wow. Where to start, I guess. So when I did my first season, i I wasn't really sold on the whole idea of podcasting. I didn't understand what it could do really for my brand and, and you know, what was this all about? So what I did was uh, record episodes and put them on YouTube. So I didn't really have a plan. I wanted to try different formats. So I did some 10-minute short episodes and then I did some longer interview episodes just to get a feel for what you know, what I, I liked and what people responded to and all of that sort of thing. And it was getting that rhythm going on YouTube. And then I thought, actually, I can really see this, this dual format working with the, sm- the short episodes, which are sound, bi- sound bites, sorry, from me, and then having some longer interviews. So I thought, right, it's time to do this properly and take a big leap. Uh, and I, I didn't really know much about all the platforms and how to do it, and it it, it just seemed like such a a big uh, thing, a big leap. And you know, I was struggling with do I really have the bandwidth to do this properly? And you know, we came across each other at the Professional Speaking Association, and I heard you speak, and then we got chatting, and I kind of said, well, actually, I could use some real expert help on this uh and I also have uh, a VA who is based in the Philippines and she also um has been an instrumental part of making all this happen so we as you know we've got this huge list of stuff to do to make us visible from um the master herself Amy Rowlandson and and really between us we just followed the list um, now, you know, you really helped us navigate through all the different platforms and why to do things and get on here and do this. And it has been amazing. I think one of the things I've really learned is to unashamedly and unapologetically promote it everywhere, everywhere, many times a week. And, and before, I think I probably would have felt a bit nervous about that. You know, just, just sort of took the leap and jumped and it's been it's been an extraordinary experience actually getting to number 4 in the UK number 5 in the Netherlands number 6 in Sweden we debuted at number 20 in Ireland uh, got to number 28 in Australia and then uh, we got it to number 1 in the Philippines so it was just 
you know, we're only sort of seven weeks in since the launch of this second season. Like, mind-blowing, (laughs) mind-blowing. So podcasting probably features quite highly with you working with your clients now and sort of recommending how they can build their brand. Let's let's go back a bit. Let's talk about what building brand new and what it is you're doing at the moment. Yeah, sure. So uh, building brand new came about, I guess, a response to uh, my own uh, journey, particularly leaving corporate life and becoming an entrepreneur. And uh, one of the, the, the things that that was a real highlight or a high point for me in that journey was I'd been in corporate life for all of my career in marketing and in innovation and in strategy, communications, all of that area. But I'd never considered myself as an entrepreneur and I had a gap year and then I went back to find a job and it was in looking for the job, I had this moment of realisation that the Kim-shaped box didn't exist out there. I was going to have to build it myself. And that was in the September. And on January the 1st, I launched Artemis Futures, which is my my business coaching practice. And over that first 12 months, one of the biggest challenges for me was finding what my niche was and what my message was. And I just kept going back to this whole thing about it's in me, it's building my Kim-shaped box, what does that look like? And at the end of 2019, I was testing out uh, building brand new messaging uh, in the social media sphere. And uh, the pandemic hit and all of a sudden people were saying, I'm invisible, I feel disconnected, all of that sort of thing. And it was just the perfect storm, I think, for this is a time to build brand new, to actually look at what you already have. Um, the strap line is unlocking your greatest asset, you. Uh, And that's really uh, where my work focuses and it's what I'm I'm passionate about. I mean, my my purpose is is to live a vibrant, joyful and fulfilling life for myself. And I want to show others how to do the same, whatever that looks like for them. So building Brand You uh, has emerged from my own personal journey. And what does that Kim-shaped box look like? Oh, it changes all the time. (laughs) Depends on the day. Um, so I think one of the one of the key things for me in building the Kim Shape Box was I I like to take ideas. I'm I'm good at sort of understanding ideas and concepts, but I like to make them real and practical and everyday. I'm not someone that's great personally at lots and lots of theory and philosophical discussions. So there always comes a point with me where I'm listening and and engaging in the discussion and then I go, well, this is all very nice. What am I going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? What, you know, I'm not interested in just having a chat. I want to do something with it. So that's where my coaching is. And that's that's what I really encourage people to think about. It's not about um, necessarily always I think defining your purpose or your why as you call it first sometimes it emerges from some of the work you do with yourself every day and applying those those little tools so for me it was about taking all those lessons I learned in marketing and communication and uh, strategy and applying those to 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 people every day, whether they're individuals uh, in jobs, whether they're people who have their own business, or I've actually started to um, get a a little bit of work in the corporate sphere 
um, with leadership and teams and that sort of thing. So it's really about looking inwards first and kind of going, okay, so who am I, who am I really and how do I harness that and how do I amplify that to build the kind of life I want? And once you've looked inwards and you, you've distilled the message that you want to then share, how do you then go to building it up? How do you then build it forward? Yeah, I think there's a, a number of things that are really important is um, I think listening is one of the, the best things you can do in actually building your brand because you can think all of these marvellous things about yourself, but your brand exists in the world of other people. It's about other people's perceptions of you. And sometimes that can be quite a disjointed place to be at the start. Um, and it can be quite a journey to, to balance all of that out. It was one of the things I, I, I dealt with, I guess, when I became uh, an entrepreneur. I was a business coach, but business coach is a very, very broad thing to tell people that you do. And it wasn't until I, I sort of got that, oh, I'm about building, building people's own personal brands um, that that I really got that and that was about listening for what other people saw I did uh, so that that feedback is so important and it's one of the pieces of work I do with most of my clients and most of my corporates is let's get let's think about you but let's keep listening and and seeing how you show up in the world and if how you show up is not serving you is not enabling you to build the kind of life you want then then you know what sort of things can we do to shift that what are some of the tools we can use to connect your purpose with with the world and having spent all these these years in corporate why was it that you never saw yourself as an entrepreneur it, it's a great question it, it had never really occurred to me as something to do what's interesting is that in corporate I was the one who always did the turnarounds and did the startups I was never a status quo girl so what's interesting is that I was being and behaving like an entrepreneur in all the jobs I had you know what about this what can we do here how do we turn this around and make it better that sort of thing I was sort of disruptive and taking things from point A to point B. But if you wanted me to take it from point B onwards, I was kind of going, okay, I'm done here, that sort of thing. And when I look back, I can see that clearly. But at the time when I was in corporate, I liked I liked the security of, you know, a paycheck coming in uh, every month. I didn't think I would manage that terribly well if I went into the entrepreneur space. But also I liked... I liked the opportunity to work in a big environment and to work with such disparate people. It wasn't just about working in my own team. All the roles I had, I tended to get fingers into lots of different pies and work with lots of different people and to learn more than just my own niche, my own marketing niche. And I loved that about corporate. And I, I couldn't see how going and working on my own as an entrepreneur could serve that. It just, it just wasn't appealing. Um, and it was that Kim Shake Box moment uh, when I'd come out of corporate and and had some time away and started to to just experience who I was without all of that. That made me think about well, what was behind that feeling and what were the behaviours and things that I loved about that. 
and I've just kind of built them in to my business. That 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 is just how I work. So there was no one more surprised than me. I think that all of a sudden I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> and at what point did your did the purpose in in why you were doing what you're doing play a role? It, that has been um, an emerging process. Uh, so there was a kim-shaped box moment, which was a bit of, I guess, the the why that pushed me. But I, I wasn't really clear until probably the end of last year about that living a vibrant, joyful and fulfilling life because before I wasn't really doing that and it's t- it sort of took me 18 months to have that aha moment of, oh, wow, I have, I've taken responsibility for what I want uh, it has been up and down, super difficult, super exciting, but I, would, I wouldn't swap this for anything. It brings me so much joy. I look for joy and I love the energy that I have and that I can share with people. And it, I, I sort of articulated that as a statement um, of um, living a vibrant, joyful and fulfilling life at the end of last year. And then I thought, well, that's what Building Brand You is all about. It was about that for me. And it's I want that opportunity for other people, however they choose to make it. So, you know, it was over a period of of time and trying stuff out, I think, trying out what works and what doesn't work and what lights me up and what doesn't. And what does it feel like now to to have had that aha moment and had not had it before? There's, There's a clarity. There's just such a clarity about what I'm about and that... It, it underpins a lot of the decisions I make about what I will participate in and won't. So I am just coming to the end of a four-year term as a, um, a trustee at a local um, academy, a secondary academy. And when I think back about how, why I joined, it was about how are we equipping our young people with some of those those softer skills, the skills about resilience and resourcefulness and being responsible for your own happiness and your own life. How are we equipping them with those skills so that they can thrive in the world we're all busy when we older people are making for them? So again, uh, I just thought, isn't it interesting how that showed up before I even articulated it, that that empowering, how do I take responsibility for my life? And I am um, finishing as a governor after four years. It has been incredibly rewarding. But what I've noticed is that when I'm looking for the next things, that it has to be congruent with how are we empowering others to, to, to be responsible and to be resilient and resourceful. Life is not an easy ride, but it's a worthwhile ride to take. Um, and I'm talking to a number of different people um, at the moment about where I might contribute. Uh, I think the other thing is that I'm drawn to working and partnering with people who have that same intrinsic value. Uh, So there's there's someone I do a lot of uh, corporate work with uh, in Barbados of all places. It's very difficult. But uh, she articulates it differently, but she is about um, everybody has has the right to fulfill their potential and you can see that that similarity uh that that brings us together when we work together and something you just said earlier about the the taking the responsibility and and 
for for being resourceful for your own and having that resilience, but also having that same intrinsic value. What part does this, the values piece play for you? It's become increasingly more important. Uh, one of the things that um, my Barbados partner does is uh, she works in the realm of strategy and she's um, developing uh, a product around a personal strategy. She's worked in it for years. She's done it sort of for other people. And now she's talking about doing it for herself. And I'm actually interviewing her on my podcast in a few weeks. But um, I've been through that process of uh, what is my personal strategy? And it starts with values and articulating what those values are and then how those values actually enable what you want. Uh, so one of my core values for myself is joy. And I think about that in terms of, well, when it's not there, what if what is my life like? That That's a real thing for me. Uh, this year, some of my values shifted order. So uh, for my work and, and service, uh, it really is about focus, decisiveness this year, whereas a couple of years ago when I was starting my business, it was about growth and exploration. Um, I'm two years, two and a half years into my business now, and I have such a clarity about what I want to build that 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 focus and decisiveness as values are the things I expect from myself and I look for in other people that now at this stage of the journey. And it's funny because when you were working in the corporate world, you, you like the the, the the turnarounds of startups, you didn't like the status quo, you were a starter more than a finisher. And now it's, it's a case of in your own business, you can't just be that starting unless you just sort of say, okay, now I'm just going to sell that business. But it, so it's a different mindset that you've had, had to adopt. Mm, yes. And a lot of that um, has had to do with putting in place personal structures and disciplines to make sure I keep going. Now, sometimes that's surrounding myself with certain people, working with people. But, you know, there are things um, about I have a 30, 60, 90 plan that sits on my cork board. It sits where I work. And every month I update it and it, it maps against an, an annual plan. And so every, every 90 days or 100 days, I'm actually looking ahead and going, okay, so what are the things I need to be working on this month? And then what do I need to be planning for in the next couple of months in order to achieve what I want to achieve? So there's been some things I've had to put in place to go, okay, if I want this, uh, I need I need to put some structures in place. I need to be self-disciplined, but I also need to be focused. I can be a bit of a magpie. I get very excited about lots of things and then, you know, sort of finish nothing. Now, my friends and my family will tell you I'm one of the most self-disciplined people I know, but I don't know myself like that. So I think I'm all over the place. So it's about having that that focus and almost single-mindedness about if I'm going to build this, I'm going to build it. No kidding. So do you feel that the building brand you has been a cathartic process and a, a, a personal process that has helped you to channel the way you want to work and then you realise, well, actually, I can map this out for others? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I've always been someone who's been into personal development right from my teens. I, you know, I read The Magic of Thinking Big and um, Napoleon Hill's um, books you know, when I was about 18 or 19 years old. So 
so that mindset has always been there but it's not until I really became my own boss um, and took charge of my own life that, that all of all of the the books that I've read and, and the books I continue to choose to read have been a huge part of that growth mindset I guess that I'm not fixed who knows what conversation we could be having in 12 months 18 months time you know and that's that's what's exciting actually you know you talked about the starter and the finisher and the finisher needs to happen in order for me to start new things you know if I continually start 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 it will go nowhere so there, there's that constant cycle and that recognition of well, in order for me to be able to start new things in two years' time, I need to create the groundwork now and I need to put that in place. So it has been, yeah, it has been cathartic. I feel, I think there's there's something about, I loved what I did in corporate life, but it's only in leaving it that I realised how much I felt of myself I had to defend and how much of myself felt squashed. And now there's a, um, I said it before, a bit of an unapologetic, this is who I am, this is what I'm building. And, and you know, you don't have to agree with it, but if you don't at least nourish and support my ambition, no matter how scared or you might be, then you're not for me. Um, it's made me quite um, ruthless a bit in what I, what I bring into my life and what I keep in my life. So do you feel now that you understand who you are more? Definitely. Yes, absolutely. And at the same time, I'm quite excited by who Kim will be in the next two years or who Kim will be in the next five years or 10 years. Um, there's a great um, uh, Oscar speech that Matthew McConaughey um, did. I don't know whether you've seen it, but I highly recommend everybody have a look at it. But he talks about um, who is his greatest competition, who is his greatest hero, and his hero is the person he will be in one year's time, in five years' time, in 10 years' time. And it's just a, a brilliant way to think about, you know, who knows? Who knows? And some people find that scary. I used to. Um, and now I just find it exciting. And I think it's this journey I've been on over the last two and a half years. I am unrecognisable to myself. There's still Kim at the heart, but... Yeah, it has been just, I feel like it's been the making of me. So unrecognisable to yourself, what about your friends, family, peers? What do they see? <laughs> What's really funny is um, they go, oh, we always knew you could do it. <laughs> so my mum, I was having this conversation with my mum uh, last week and, and, and in a couple of other recent conversations, I, I'll say, who knew, like, I would do this? And she just says very quietly, I did. And I go, how, how could you have known? And she said to me in this last phone call, she said, I remember looking at this little four-year-old and going, you know what, she's, she's just going to build something. She's just going to build what she wants one day. I don't know quite what it is. And I went, really? She went, yeah, yeah, this little four-year-old, I could see it back then. And I go, well, it's interesting that it took me, you know, 48 years to see that for myself. <laughs> 
So what is that, Kim? Because this is something I'm hearing all the time and I recognize in myself, my husband of over 20 years now, he's been saying, oh yeah, this is this is who you are. And I'm like, but how has it taken me 20, well, he's known me for 26 years. How has it taken me that long for me to recognize what he's always said? How have I ignored all of those messages externally? What yeah. is that? Yeah, I, I don't know quite what it is, what exactly it is, but one of the things that um, I always say to people is if you listen to others, you'll actually find the answer. And particularly in a building brand new sense, I mean, yes, I think it's important to feel that it lands and, and it's authentic, but actually it's how we show up in the world and, and we don't see that. You know, we don't see that unless we listen to others and see ourselves through others' eyes. So it's a bit of a, uh, you know, in business, we talk about standing in the customer's shoes. And and there's a little bit of that. One of the exercises I, I do with my clients is I say, I want you to go and ask people. I want you to ask this question. Don't, don't make it different. What am I great at? And stop and listen. Because as a culture, I think, particularly I think you and I are a little similar in this, Amy, in that, you know, we love to grow, we love to learn, we're never complete. What else can I do? What else, what else, what else? And, you know, we live in this world where, where people will give us feedback and critique us and, and we're taught that that's the way to grow, that there's a, I think, particularly for women, a bit of a, a modesty. Uh, I come from Australia with the tall poppy syndrome and if you stick up, you get your head cut off. Uh, so I think there's something about, oh, what else can I learn? And we're not ever really we taught to embrace what's great about us. And it makes us uncomfortable to hear it. So we, we listen to the feedback because we want to bring it into our lives and be better and grow. But actually what we don't do is listen to the great stuff, to the acknowledgement from people. And that can be so, so powerful. So that question, what am I great at, is uh, it's something I do with a lot of my clients as one of the first exercises. Uh, go to your friends and family. You are not allowed to ask, what am I good and bad at? You're not allowed to ask for feedback. You're not allowed to um, explain the question. You know, what am I great at because of this is my homework from my coach. I'm not allowed to say that. What am I great at? and take whatever you get and really listen. And I've had clients say to me, I did it in the car with my family. And after 10 minutes, we were all crying because we were all asking each other and stuff like that. But it is so powerful, so powerful because we never see ourselves like that. We never see ourselves as great. We see ourselves as, I don't know, vessels of learning instead of vessels of greatness. <laughs> So when you ask people that question, what am I great at? What answers did you get, Kim? Yeah, so there's um, a couple. So one of the things is about listening. One of the things is about energy. And I didn't want to own this for a long time. I didn't know what it was. People would say there's, you know, there's an energy about you. There's a, it's like a safe space. And for such a long time, I went like, I don't even know what that is. That's ridiculous. That's the thing that will have me standing in a group of people and someone will cross the street to ask me directions and walk past other people. So there's something about me that's approachable and, and an energy I have that people talk about all the time, but it took me a long time 
to own. And I still don't know what it is, but now I go, yes, that is something I have. The, the one that surprised me the most was when I first started the, the business and I was uh, uh, texting uh, a really good friend of mine that lives in the, in the US and, and she said, oh, you'll be so amazing at that. You've always been visionary. I just read this and went, visionary? I'm not visionary. Like, what is that? And I was, again, mum, on the phone with her a couple of weeks later. And I said, April said this really weird thing. Uh, and I, I said, you know, she said, you know, you've always been visionary. And mum said, but you have. Like, like it was, you know, going to the shop and buying a loaf of bread. She just said it like so normally. And it was that listening as I started to kind of went, well, yeah, I am visionary. I do see the world in a different way. And that's really exciting for a lot of people. So, yeah, so they're the, they're the three things. I get listening, the safe space and energy and the visionary creative piece quite a lot. So what else has your mum said that you've ignored in life? <laughs> Look, I tell you, the older I get, the smarter my mum gets. I tell her this all the time, all the time. Um, Interesting, we were talking just before we, we went live and I was sharing that uh, she sent me something uh, last year and it just really, it really resonated with me. Um, one of the things that I have had some real ups and downs about, you know, I've been sort of through quite um, serious depression um, episodes and then sort of come out of them. And that's been a bit of a roller coaster my whole life. and throughout my life as sort of on either sides of, of those those episodes I've said to mum why do I have to always want more what why can't I just be happy like everyone else everybody else seems so settled and happy and why do I always have to reach and want more and and you know upend my life and things like that and and you know she was always there to to encourage and support me, but she sent me this this quote, and it's from Rudyard Kipling. And I hope you don't mind if I if I read it and share it. So it goes like this: the individual has always had to struggle to keep from being overwhelmed by the tribe. If you try it, you will be lonely often and sometimes frightened, but no price is too high to pay for the privilege of owning yourself. And that quote spoke to every conversation we'd had that was about me going, why do I always want more? Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading a great book at the moment called The Courage to be Disliked. And it's all about that the problems in our life come down to interpersonal relationships because essentially it's about being with other people around us and then the comparison kicks in the the sort of wanting striving more or feeling inferior or feeling in superior and it's that constant struggle so I, I yeah I love the quote you just shared as well yeah feel free to put it in the show notes and share it with everybody I just think it's, sure. it really resonated and I think you're so right there's um there's something in us that wants to be liked and accepted and to belong and when I was in my early 20s, I heard someone on a main stage say, 5% of people in this world will never, ever, ever like you, no matter what you do. And that was something that was quite liberating for a, you know, early 20s, you know, career woman. Uh, so there's always been that balance of going, well, how much do I need to be not liked, but accepted and 
you know, how much of my my spiky edges um, do I have to smooth to get by? And that was a lot of what I did in corporate. And mm. now I kind of I kind of like that I can be spiky and say what I think. And um, you know, when I'm coaching CEOs and stuff like that, it's not always nice. I'll say it with a smile, but there's a, a bluntness about, well, this is what I see. And this isn't happening, perhaps because of this. Silence. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. That holding the mirror up and sometimes that mirror, you know, does reflect an ugly picture that you need to swallow a bit of pill there. So Oh, Kim, I can't believe we've, we've come so quickly to, to drawing to the, the end here. It's been such a great journey. And as, as you said, you know, life is not always easy. You've touched on the difficulties and, and you've just mentioned also that there's that why do I always want more and, and the bouts of depression that you've experienced. Knowing now that you have this energy, this this vibrant, joyful and fulfilling life and this way of of charging other people's batteries and and also bringing that safe space what's next what is next for you (laughs) well I think the first thing is is that um I love um what I've been able to create in the podcast and creating that space for people and feeling like I'm just talking to them was what I set out to do and that's the feedback I've had and I'm really proud of that and I want to do more of that so um, we're halfway through season two I'm already planning season three I can't help myself Um, so podcasting I think has been a perfect vehicle for me in building my brand Um, it's just been a perfect match Uh, the other thing I'm doing is currently working on some online programs uh, that will pull out some of the the key the keys in building brand you. So one of the programs I'll be running over over August is uh, what we what I call my Pathfinder. So that's where we where we have a think about just where you are now, because you don't you don't pop out of the womb. Well, most of us don't anyway. Going hello, I'm fully formed and here's my brand. You know we've been busy doing life. So um, they're coming up in August, and then um, some of the online building brand you stuff will be live in September. And just, you know, continuing to to explore, I think, and go, well, well, how can I, how can I do more? How can I bring this to more people and um and create different ways for people to connect and 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 to explore how a vibrant, joyful and fulfilled life might look for them. Fantastic. And what's the best way to find you, Kim? Well, I am one of these lucky people that has a name that I have to spell constantly so actually if you put it into google you will find me really easily and then you can you can work out where's best for you so i'm on all social media platforms uh linkedin there's the podcast there's facebook groups and facebook pages instagram the whole thing so if you have a piece of paper handy people or you want to record this it's kim with a y which is really interesting given its focus on y so k y m uh, and my last name is Hamer, H-A-M for Mary, E-R. So Kim Hamer, Google me, and then you can just reach out to me on any of those platforms and let me know that that you you heard me on here, you heard me talking to Amy, and I would love to connect with you. 
Fantastic. Well, I will put in the show notes the the various connect, social media connections that you have, but also I might just for a laugh put in the show notes Google Kim Hamer. Absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes you just need one thing, one action to focus on. Let's not make this complicated, people. So I'd be interested to, to see what you find, actually. <laughs> all good, all good. So, Kim, it has been a blast, and thank you so much for coming on the show. And once again, congratulations for an incredible launch of your podcast. And, and knowing now that podcasting is your vehicle to convey your message and I'm sure other people will come to recognize what a powerful medium it is as time it unfolds because it has been a a bit of a meteoric rise in the last year whereas before it's taken 15 years to get to a million podcasts we've now in the last year just surpassed another one and a half million so it really has been a dramatic increase into podcasting for people. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Thank you to everybody listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, you never know where either of us might show up on a podcast near you somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, keep your ears open to us. So, Kim, do you have some final words for the audience, please? Oh, where do I do? I I shared my mum's quote. That was going to be my final word. So what am I going to say now? Um, Okay, (laughs) so I think four things. So listen listen to others, try stuff out, be grateful, bring gratitude into your life, be grateful for the things you have and always, always, always get back up. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrowlandson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.